Today we look at conies here that stay within the rocks there. And it's very powerful. So the next one is the conies there. All right, place word of Proverbs chapter 20, 30 and verse 26. Now the conies, but are feeble folk. Right, and conies are like very tiny rabbits. And they make their houses in the rocks. Now, it also tells us about conies in Psalm 104 and verse 18. The high hills are a refuge for, wild, for the wild goats, and the rocks, the refuge for the conies. So conies here, small creatures, feeble creatures, but what happens is they understand for their protection, right, they enter into the rocks there through tiny holes so that the threats within their environment never gets to them. So everything that is a kind of threat to them, they stay protected from it by entering into. So conies live on rocks, and they, they play there, but they, are never, they never stay far away from the rocks because they understand that anything can happen at any moment and they must have access to the rock to run in. So they play there. You see them, they dance, they do all kinds of things, but it's on that rock there. It's on the rock there. And then they are aware. They practice what you call situational awareness. In other words, they remain aware of what's going on in their environment. If there is any indication of danger, they quickly know before it materializes, they see it afar off and run in to hide themselves. The Bible says a prudent man seeth evil afar and hideth himself. But the simple continues, and that simple person is destroyed. So the prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. We can say that. If you can find that scripture in Proverbs, hides himself in the rock, all right? A prudent man foreseeth evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on, and it's punished. So the con is there. Once they see the eagle coming, or any creature that can be a threat to them, they are still situational awareness, they are conscious about it. They don't fear because they know they're on the rock. The security is there, but they remain aware of what's going on. And you have to practice that, which means anything that will be of any destructive nature to you, you will have picked it up before the thing happens, and it's important you run into all right, the rock. So you stay around the rock. Staying around the rock means you are conscious of your relationship with God, and even, let's say, you are in a party and, you know, and dancing, you still can even mutter scriptures under your breath. You remain conscious and practice that. You're right, your consciousness. You never stay far away from God. Now, what does it mean to run into the rock here practically? Proverbs 18, verse 10. It tells us that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Now, Everybody says, we're able to say amen, righteous. But well, what does it mean to run into the name of the Lord as a strong tower? I mean, if they say there's a strong building there, run into it. We know what to do. We know how to run. That's the door. Boom. But say you run into the name of the Lord. I mean, do people, does the mind really understand what to do, all right, to run into the name of the Lord for safety there? And so we want to look at that, what it means to run in practice into the name of the Lord, what it means to dwell in the secret place of the Most High, abiding under the shadow of the Almighty, so that the terror by night, the arrows by day, all right, doesn't come near your dwelling place. So that like the corny who looks out of the holes in the rock, 
you also can peer out of that rock and see what is going on until it's over and the threat has been completely eliminated and it's departed, then you come out of your hiding place, which is that rock, and continue in what you are doing. So what is it in practice? Psalm 61 from verse 1 says it all and starts giving us a clue to how to do this. He said, hear my cry, O God, and attend unto my prayer. Next verse. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher. Which means when it is overwhelmed, lead me now to the rock that is higher than I. Verse 3. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. Verse 4, I will abide in thy tabernacle. So once you lead me to that rock, you become a shelter and a strong tower. I abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. Okay? And then it says, For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Now what's the vows? Thou will prolong the king's life and his years all right, as many generations. Now, what's the vows there? He shall abide before God forever. Oh, prepare mercy and truth with me, preserve him. Verse 8, it says, So I will sing unto thy praise unto thy name forever and daily perform my vows. So singing, that I may daily perform my vows. Singing praise unto God. So it tells us in verse 1, it says, Hear my cry. So it starts with a prayer. Verse 1, 61 1. All right. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. So a prayer is offered up. All right? And now what's the content of that prayer? Verse 2, it says, From the end of the earth I will cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. So the prayer is to take him to a rock that is higher than him. When he's on that rock, next verse, it says this, Thou hast been a shelter for me, a strong tower from mine enemy, and then the next verse says, I will abide in the tabernacle forever. He's there under the covert of thy wings. And then verse 5, it talks about, for thou hast heard my vows, all right, and thou hast given me the heritage of them that fear thee. So what's this experience of praying, going to the rock there, and then you are in the tabernacle of God and you are covered, as David is saying. Psalm 27 from verse 1, all right, to 6. Now, it says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Verse 2. When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Verse 3. Though a host shall encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war shall rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever, all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Now, hear what he says. For in, time, in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. That's in the time of trouble, God now hides you in his pavilion, like the corner, all right, runs into the rock. For he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. So David said, when all this happened, lead me to that rock. That rock is the hiding place. 
He now goes on and says, And now shall my head be lifted above my enemies round about me. So my head is lifted up. I see beyond them and no longer disturbed by what's going on. For my head, where my thoughts are, are lifted above that. I say, Therefore, I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifice of joy. All right? So you are there on the rock in the secret place of his tabernacle, offering the sacrifice of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Then Psalm 40. Now, same thing. I waited patiently for the Lord. And he inclined unto me and heard my cry. Now, what's this cry? It says, he brought me up out of a horrible pit and miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. Next verse, he has put a new song in my mouth, even praise. So what's David saying about this shelter thing here? All right? He's saying here, you go to God in prayer. And in answer to prayer, God takes your feet and then places you on a rock that is higher than what is going on around you. And then right there, you are offering sacrifices of praise. Now, it says, he has put a new song in my mouth, even praise, and then it says, many shall see it and fear. So the effect of the praise. So something is going on and you are praising, standing on that rock, like Jehoshaphat, as he was praising God, God sent an ambushment around. Breakthroughs begin to occur because you, first of all, you are taken, placed on a rock. On that rock, you are covered, all right, with the wings of the angels. And that's the secret place of the Most High you are now in. You are praising and paying your vows, worshiping God while things are going on. And there's a total change within your life. That's the order. So it tells us in Psalm 28 and verse 1, all right. Unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my rock. Be not silent unto me, lest I, if you be silent, I become like them that go to the pit. So, we don't, we, 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 we don't get on the rock because we're just praying. He says, look at what he says here. He says, unto thee will I cry. But David said, don't be silent. Because if you are silent and I don't hear what you have to say, he said, even though I'm praying, I will be like them that still go down to the pit. Because you are my rock. The rock, all right? I'm taken to that rock that is higher than me. When God reveals to me what he, his answer to that prayer and shows me this open scripture, opens something up to me. And once he opens it up to me, I am on stable ground now. I'm on a rock. I am higher than all of my enemies. That's what Jesus said when Peter said, he told him, he said, flesh and blood has not revealed, but my father who is in heaven upon this rock, am I going to build my church? The rock is the revelation of the Father to you concerning that particular situation. So if you see something going on around, the first thing you say is, God, this thing is happening. I hear that this might happen in the country. It might affect my business. They say they want to bring out this policy. While the conversation is going on, you decide to go into the secret place of the Most High concerning it. So you go to God in prayer. I have heard this matter. All right, before it manifests and God reveals to you scriptures and shows you things. And it takes you to that rock that is higher than everything that is going on. And you are there worshiping and praising God. The policy comes out. It doesn't affect you as a person in your mind. Your mind is clear. You know what to do because you are on a rock there that is higher than everything. You are praising God and worshiping him 
And instead of that thing affecting your business, all right, it brings about some great good to it. So I will close by giving you a practical example of this. Because when you are taken out of the Mary clay and placed on the rock, something changes inside you. You now get on solid ground. Something happens in you. And you can now open your mouth and you can declare things. And you are confident because something has shifted in your heart. Look at Acts chapter 27, all right, verse 17. What happened was they were going in a shipwreck. They were going to have a shipwreck or there's a shipwreck. And Paul was in that particular ship. So they were trying to resolve the problem. And so Paul began to say what happened. And when, which when they had taken up, they used help on the guarding the ship and fearing lest we should fall into the quicksand, strike sail and were so driven. Verse 18, it says, and we've been exceeding tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. So there was tempest that were being tossed. People were throwing stuff out, saying that, look, and Paul was with them, this thing, you know, you don't know what's going on. They threw it out, threw it out, throw this out, throw that out. People were arguing. All right, throw this out, throw this out. The ship is going to sink. Throw this out, throw this out. Everybody was throwing, throwing, throwing. Nothing was happening. All right? Then the next verse, it says, and the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. So, with their own hands, they began, all right, to do that and to do things. Now, so Paul was involved with that. Verse 20, and when neither sun or stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, and all hope that we should be saved was taken away, they understood that the rock is the only place. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth, in the midst of them, and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me, and not have lost from credit to have gained this harm and loss. So Paul stood up. And now I exhort you, be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the sheep. Now Paul got out and started speaking with certainty. All right? Be of good cheer. There shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the sheep. Now look at the next verse. For there stood by me this night the angel of the Lord. Now, Paul wasn't talking about an experience that happened. Now, this was a man who was teaching the whole of the New Testament. He didn't just quote a scripture and say, I've told you in the word of God he says this. No, Paul said this night, which means what I am telling you happened this night. What I am saying now was something I went to God about in very specific terms about the shipwreck. And this night, this is what happened. This is what the Father revealed unto me. For there stood by me this night the angel of the Lord, whose I am, whom I serve, saying, fear not Paul. So Paul was in fear. At first, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. And then he said, wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be unto me, even as he has said. So, Paul moved from the Mary clay and he got his feet on the rock and said, be of good cheer. Guys, I had that encounter this night. The thing was opened unto me this night. Uh, the revelation came this night. Nobody is going to die, but the ship is going to be lost. All right? And he gave detailed information about what will happen. The revelation had come. He was now on the rock. From the place of throwing stuff to a place of certainty. And he said, this ship will be wrecked on a certain island, and things were going to happen from that particular moment. So he had certainty concerning it here. 
and that's when you move. When you are not on the rock, now you might want something, you are praying about it, but if you don't understand that, the key is in you allowing God to reveal what he wants to do. And when he reveals it, automatically that moves you from the miracle and sets you upon the rock. And you get to a place of stability. And Paul didn't say, I had that two years ago. He didn't say when I was preaching in Ephesus, he said, this night. So, to get on the rock for anything, you see the threat, you go to God. So, somebody's in the office, you are here and they want to lay people off, they want to, and you don't do anything. You don't, it's nothing. Now, what you should do immediately is, they want to lay off 50% of the workforce, then go to God in prayer. I heard they want to lay off 50%. God, what are you saying? Then God reveals things to you. He reveals things to you, you might say, your name is not there, and shows you from the scripture, so you enter into a place of rest. Or, he might say, I have a plan for your life, and your name is there. God can say that. Alright? That's why I said the ship will be lost. Because when the ship is lost, you get to a certain island, and that's where Paul got the breakthrough, and ministry went to another level. So he says you lose the job, but 11 days after, somebody will walk into your life, and these are the things that are going to happen. You're on the rock. So even when they give the letter, you just look at it and smile, because you know that God has revealed, are you following what I'm saying here, to you what is coming? So you speak confidently. There's an assurance. You go back home to thank God, and you just find joy unspeakable coming out. You yourself, you are impressed at yourself, at the faith, because it is faith that is imparted into your heart. I said this on Thursday, let me say it again. There's a difference between intense desire for something and being on the rock for that thing. Okay? If you, are, you, 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 you can be saying something, but you are not yet on the rock. Your feet is still in the merry clay. I mean, as I am now, I mean, I saw a chap where is he? He was, he was wearing a Liverpool jersey. I had to leave my office to say you'll never walk alone. <laughs> but let me tell you, there's a strong desire in me for Liverpool to win the APL. And I declare it. Now listen to this. On the 22nd of March, we will win. But I, am, I have no revelation. I am on no rock. I'm on the Mary Clay. I'm just saying it. Which means, once we start playing now, my heart starts shaking. Score. What's the time? 37 minutes. Score. Score. I don't know what will happen. There is no certainty. It's intense desire. That I don't have anything. That's not being on the rock. You can have intense desire for something, but you don't have a revelation. Now, you are saying it, but you are saying it from fear, not from a place of assurance. Do you get what I'm saying here? Not a place of... So, so you have, and if you don't go to God on specific issues, then you can be in the miracle on some issues in your life, and you can be on the rock on some issues in your life. The things God has revealed to you. So somebody can be on the rock in their business, and it's going very well, but in their marriage, they, 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 they argue in the marriage, but they never talk to God about it. So they've left, left the marriage, and the whole thing is anyhow, but business, then they're on the rock. But when it comes to other things, they're in the miracle concerning it. So everything, as the coney sees one eagle runs in, Sees another creature runs in. Every time you see something in your space, you go in, all right, to God, and get on the rock for that particular thing, and then you are higher than all of your enemies there, right? And there's a place of certainty. You are above. So you've got to do it on everything that, that will affect your life in any way. Once you see something, and you must practice situational awareness, and you feel that this thing, all right, could cost you in a certain way, go to it. It's just like saying that they come out and they say that uh, there's a disease spreading. So you say, look, if the thing gets close, then you go to God. There's something spreading around here, and then you 
you go to pray about it, and God brings you into the knowledge of certain scriptures. You are now on the rock in the secret place of the Most High. A thousand can fall to your left, ten thousand to your right, it will not come near you because you are standing on something in the realm of the Spirit. It's only with your eyes you will behold the reward of the wicked. Uh, you get what we're saying here? But it is something that must happen in your heart. It's not just, I don't want something, or I want something. Is that I went to God with that particular thing. And then God opened his heart and took you out of the merry clay and then set your feet upon that rock, made you higher than every other thing around. Your thought process now becomes much higher than every other thing. Nothing can be done to disturb the way you think because you are now standing. Something has happened. So for Paul, he said, be of good cheer, folks. He said... It shall be as... Now, the things didn't change immediately, but Paul could not be disturbed. He had the peace of God that passeth all understanding because he was standing on that rock. And it's not difficult. The problem is we don't go to God in prayer to ask him. That's why Paul said, one th- David said, one thing I've desired is to be in your temple to inquire of you concerning anything. Which means if there's anything I inquire about you and you show me what is going to happen before it happens and I get on a rock. And all things work together for my good. You show me how that thing will produce good in my life. Everything that happens on the earth happens for my own advancement. You will open it up, all right, and show me how... I am going to have total victory in this particular situation. And I'm on that rock there, stable, higher than every other thing around. My thoughts are free, all right, from, from, from anxiety, stress, and torture. I'm free. I can speak boldly because of what I am saying now. And I know, all right, that things are going to come out the way. So let's practice what the ants do. Let's practice what the conies do. You see anything, practice situation and awareness. There's any change in body language around you. There's anything, just quickly go to God and say, God, look, what is going on here? I need some assurance from you concerning what's happening. And God reveals to you certain things and you stay on that particular rock. And if he says this is what's going to happen, then you start making adjustments for that particular thing. And you know you're on the rock there. It happens in the natural. After you've seen it in the spiritual realm there, then things begin to move on in your life and you make satisfactory progress in life. So let's not be presumptions of things. Let's understand that we have our desire. But what you think you desire when you pray, you take it to God in prayer and then let God speak to you concerning those things and shift you to that rock that is higher than ever. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your words. Uh, by the power of your spirit, I ask that you open up this truth further in our consciousness. Let it take deep root within us and bring forth fruit in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for watching today's program. To listen to the full message or any other messages, please visit www.elibrary.insightsforliving.org. And to find out more about Covenant Christian Center, visit www.insightsforliving.org or download the C3 Life app on Android and iOS. God bless you.
today we look at Coney's hair that stay within the rocks there. And it's very powerful. So the next one is the Coney's there. All right, place word of Proverbs chapter 20, 30 and verse 26. Now the Coney's, but are feeble folk. Right, and Coney's are like very tiny rabbits. And they make their houses in the rocks. Now, it also tells us about conies in Psalm 104 and verse 18. The high hills are a refuge for, wild, for the wild goats, and the rocks, the refuge for the conies. So conies here, small creatures, feeble creatures, but what happens is they understand for their protection, right, they enter into the rocks there through tiny holes so that the threats within their environment never gets to them. So everything that is a kind of threat to them, they stay protected from it by entering into. So conies live on rocks, and they, they play there, but they, are never, they never stay far away from the rocks because they understand that anything can happen at any moment and they must have access to the rock to run in. So they play there. You see them, they dance, they do all kinds of things, but it's on that rock there. It's on the rock there. And then they are aware. They practice what you call situational awareness. In other words, they remain aware of what's going on in their environment. If there's any indication of danger, they quickly know before it materializes, they see it afar off and run in to hide themselves. The Bible says a prudent man seeth evil afar and hideth himself. But the simple continues, and that simple person is destroyed. So the prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. We can say that. If you can find that scripture in Proverbs, hides himself in the rock, all right? A prudent man foreseeth evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on, and it's punished. So the con is there. Once they see the eagle coming, or any creature that can be a threat to them, their situation and awareness, they're conscious about it. They don't fear because they know they're on the rock. The security is there, but they remain aware of what's going on. And you have to practice that, which means anything that will be of any destructive nature to you, you will have picked it up before the thing happens, and it's important you run into all right, the rock. So you stay around the rock. Staying around the rock means you are conscious of your relationship with God, and even, let's say, you are in a party and, you know, and dancing, you still can even mutter scriptures under your breath. You remain conscious and practice that. You're right, your consciousness. You never stay far away from God. Now, what does it mean to run into the rock here practically? Proverbs 18, verse 10. It tells us that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Now, Everybody says, we're able to say amen, righteous. But well, what does it mean to run into the name of the Lord as a strong tower? I mean, if they say there's a strong building there, run into it. We know what to do. We know how to run. That's the door. Boom. But say we run into the name of the Lord. I mean, do people, does the mind really understand what to do, all right, to run into the name of the Lord for safety there? And so we want to look at that, what it means to run in practice into the name of the Lord, what it means to dwell in the secret place of the Most High, abiding under the shadow of the Almighty, so that the terror by night, the arrows by day, all right, doesn't come near your dwelling place. So that like the corny who looks out of the holes in the rock, 
you also can peer out of that rock and see what is going on until it's over and the threat has been completely eliminated and it's departed, then you come out of your hiding place, which is that rock, and continue in what you are doing. So what is it in practice? Psalm 61 from verse 1 says it all and starts giving us a clue to how to do this. He said, hear my cry, O God, and attend unto my prayer. Next verse. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher. Which means when it is overwhelmed, lead me now to the rock that is higher than I. Verse 3. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. Verse 4, I will abide in thy tabernacle. So once you lead me to that rock, you become a shelter and a strong tower. I abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. Okay? And then it says, For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Now what's the vows? Thou will prolong the king's life and his years all right, as many generations. Now, what's the vows there? He shall abide before God forever. Oh, prepare mercy and truth with me, preserve him. Verse 8, he says, So I will sing unto thy praise unto thy name forever and daily perform my vows. So singing, that I may daily perform my vows. Singing praise unto God. So he tells us in verse 1, he says, Hear my cry. So he starts with a prayer. Verse 1, 61 1. All right. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. So a prayer is offered up. All right? And now what's the content of that prayer? Verse 2, it says, From the end of the earth I will cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. So the prayer is to take him to a rock that is higher than him. When he's on that rock, next verse, it says this, Thou hast been a shelter for me, a strong tower from my enemy, and then the next verse says, I will abide in the tabernacle forever. He is there under the covert of thy wings. And then verse 5, it talks about, For thou hast heard my vows, all right, and thou hast given me the heritage of them that fear thee. So what's this experience of praying, going to the rock there, and then you are in the tabernacle of God and you are covered, as David is saying. Psalm 27 from verse 1, all right, to 6. Now, it says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Verse 2. When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Verse 3. Though a host shall encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war shall rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever, all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Now, hear what he says. For in, time, in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. That's in the time of trouble, God now hides you in his pavilion, like the cony, all right, runs into the rock. For he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. So David said, when all this happened, lead me to that rock. That rock is the hiding place. 
He now goes on and says, And now shall my head be lifted above my enemies round about me. So my head is lifted up. I see beyond them. I'm no longer disturbed by what's going on. For my head, where my thoughts are, are lifted above that. I say, Therefore I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifice of joy. All right? So you are there on the rock in the secret place of his tabernacle offering the sacrifice of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Then Psalm 40. Now, same thing. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. Now, what's this cry? It says, he brought me up out of a horrible pit and miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. Next verse, he has put a new song in my mouth, even praise. So, what's David saying about this shelter thing here? All right? It's saying here, you go to God in prayer. And in answer to prayer, God takes your feet and then places you on a rock that is higher than what is going on around you. And then right there, you are offering sacrifices of praise. Now, it says he has put a news on my mouth, even praise. And then it says, many shall see it and fear. So the effect of the praise. So something is going on and you are praising Standing on that rock, like Jehoshaphat, as he was praising God, God sent an ambushment around. Breakthroughs begin to occur because you, first of all, you are taken, placed on a rock. On that rock, you are covered, all right, with the wings of the angels, and that's the secret place of the Most High you are now in. You are praising and paying your vows, worshiping God while things are going on, and there's a total change within your life. That's the order. So it tells us in Psalm 28 and verse 1, all right? Unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my rock. Be not silent unto me, lest I, if you be silent, I become like them that go to the pit. So, we don't, we, 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 we don't get on the rock because we're just praying. He says, look at what he says here. He says, unto thee will I cry. But David said, don't be silent. Because if you are silent and I don't hear what you have to say, he said, even though I'm praying, I will be like them that still go down to the pit. Because you are my rock. The rock, all right, I'm taken to that rock that is higher than me when God reveals to me what he, his answer to that prayer and shows me this open scripture, opens something up to me. And once he opens it up to me, I am on stable ground now. I'm on a rock. I am higher than all of my enemies. That's what Jesus said when Peter said, he told him, he said, flesh and blood has not revealed but my Father who is in heaven, upon this rock, am I going to build my church? The rock is the revelation of the Father to you concerning that particular situation. So if you see something going on around, the first thing you say is, God, this thing is happening. I hear that this might happen in the country. It might affect my business. They say they want to bring out this policy. While the conversation is going on, you decide to go into the secret place of the Most High concerning it. So you go to God in prayer. I have heard this matter, all right, before it manifests, and God reveals to you scriptures and shows you things. And it takes you to that rock that is higher than everything that is going on. And you are there worshiping and praising God. The policy comes out. It doesn't affect you as a person in your mind. Your mind is clear. You know what to do because you are on a rock there that is higher than everything. You are praising God and worshiping him 
and instead of that thing affecting your business, all right, it brings about some great good to it. So I will close by giving you a practical example of this. Because when you are taken out of the miracle and placed on the rock, something changes inside you. You now get on solid ground. Something happens in you and you can now open your mouth and you can declare things and you are confident because something has shifted in your heart. Look at Acts chapter 27, all right, verse 17. What happened was they were going in a shipwreck. They're going to have a shipwreck or there's a shipwreck. And Paul was in that particular ship. So they were trying to resolve the problem. And so Paul began to say what happened. And when, which when they had taken up, they used help on the guarding the ship. And fearing lest we should fall into the quicksand, strike sail, and were so driven. Verse 18, it says, and we've been exceeding tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. So there was tempest, they were being tossed. People were throwing stuff out, saying that, look, and Paul was with them, this thing, you know, you don't know what's going on. They threw it out, threw it out, throw this out, throw that out. People were arguing. All right, throw this out, throw this out. The ship is going to sink. Throw this out, throw this out. Everybody was throwing, throwing, throwing. Nothing was happening. All right? Then the next verse, it says, and the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. So, with their own hands, they began, all right, to do that and to do things. Now, so Paul was involved with that. Verse 20, and when neither sun or stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, and all hope that we should be saved was taken away, they understood that the rock is the only place. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth, in the midst of them, and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me, and not have lost from credit to have gained this harm and loss. So Paul stood up. And now I exhort you, be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the sheep. Now Paul got out and started speaking with certainty. All right? Be of good cheer. There shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the sheep. Now look at the next verse. For there stood by me this night the angel of the Lord. Now, Paul wasn't talking about an experience that happened. Now, this was a man who was teaching the whole of the New Testament. He didn't just quote a scripture and say, I've told you in the word of God, he says this. No, Paul said this night, which means what I am telling you happened this night. What I am saying now was something I went to God about in very specific terms about the shipwreck. And this night, this is what happened. This is what the Father revealed unto me. For there stood by me this night the angel of the Lord, whose I am, whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul. So Paul was in fear. At first, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. And then he said, Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be unto me, even as he has said. So, Paul moved from the miracle and he got his feet on the rock and said, be of good cheer. Guys, I had that encounter this night. The thing was opened unto me this night. Uh, the revelation came this night. Nobody is going to die, but the ship is going to be lost. All right? And he gave detailed information about what will happen. The revelation had come. He was now on the rock. From the place of throwing stuff to a place of certainty. And he said, this ship will be wrecked on a certain island, and things were going to happen from that particular moment. So he had certainty concerning it here. 
and that's when you move. When you are not on the rock, now you might want something, you are praying about it, but if you don't understand that, the key is in you allowing God to reveal what he wants to do. And when he reveals it, automatically that moves you from the miracle and sets you upon the rock. And you get to a place of stability. And Paul didn't say, I had that two years ago. He didn't say when I was preaching in Ephesus, he said, this night. So, to get on the rock for anything, you see the threat, you go to God. So, somebody's in the office, you are here and they want to lay people off, they want to, and you don't do anything. You don't, nothing. Now, what you should do immediately is, they want to lay off 50% of the workforce, then go to God in prayer. I heard they want to lay off 50%. God, what are you saying? Then God reveals things to you. He reveals things to you, you might say, your name is not there, and shows you from the scripture, so you enter into a place of rest. Or, you might say, I have a plan for your life, and your name is there. God can say that. Alright? That's why I said the ship will be lost. Because when the ship is lost, you get to a certain island and that's where Paul got the breakthrough and ministry went to another level. So he says you lose the job. But 11 days after, somebody will walk into your life and these are the things that are going to happen. You're on the rock. So even when they give the letter, you just look at it and smile. Because you know that God has revealed are you following what I'm saying here? To you what is coming. So you speak confidently. There's an assurance. You go back home to thank God. And you just find joy unspeakable coming out. You yourself, you are impressed at yourself, at the faith, because it is faith that is imparted into your heart. I said this on Thursday, let me say it again. There's a difference between intense desire for something and being on the rock for that thing. Okay? If you, are, you, 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 you can be saying something, but you are not yet on the rock. Your feet is still in the merry clay. I mean, as I am now, I mean, I saw a chap. Where is he? He was here. He was wearing a Liverpool jersey. I had to leave my office to say you'll never walk alone. <laughs> but let me tell you, there's a strong desire in me for Liverpool to win the APL. And I declare it. Now listen to this. On the 22nd of March, we will win. But I, am, I have no revelation. I am on no rock. I'm on the Mary Clay. I'm just saying it. Which means once we start playing now, my heart starts shaking. Score. What's the time? 37 minutes. Score. Score. I don't know what will happen. There's no certainty. It's intense desire. That I don't have anything. That's not being on the rock. You can have intense desire for something, but you don't have a revelation. Now, you are saying it, but you are saying it from fear, not from a place of assurance. Do you get what I'm saying here? Not a place of. So, so you have, and if you don't go to God on specific issues, then you can be in the miracle on some issues in your life, and you can be on the rock on some issues in your life. The things God has revealed to you. So somebody can be on the rock in their business and it's going very well, but in their marriage, they, 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 they argue in the marriage, but they never talk to God about it. So they've left, left the marriage and the whole thing is anyhow. But business, then they're on the rock. But when it comes to other things, they're in the marriage clay concerning it. So everything, as the coney sees one eagle runs in, sees another creature runs in, every time you see something in your space, you go in, all right, to God, and get on the rock for that particular thing, and then you are higher than all of your enemies there, right? And there's a place of certainty. You are above. So you've got to do it on everything that, that will affect your life in any way. Once you see something, and you must practice situational awareness, and you feel that this thing, all right, could cost you in a certain way, go to it. It's just like saying that they come out and they say that um, there's a disease spreading. So you say, look, if the thing gets close, then you go to God. There's something spreading around here, and then you 
you go to pray about it, and God brings you into the knowledge of certain scriptures, you are now on the rock in the secret place of the Most High. A thousand can fall to your left, ten thousand to your right, it will not come near you because you are standing on something in the realm of the Spirit. It's only with your eyes you will behold the reward of the wicked. Uh, you, you get what we're saying here? But it is something that must happen in your heart. It's not just, I don't want something, or I want something. It's that I went to God with that particular thing. And then God opened his heart and took you out of the merry clay and then set your feet upon that rock, made you higher than every other thing around. Your thought process now becomes much higher than every other thing. Nothing can be done to disturb the way you think because you are now standing. Something has happened. So for Paul, he said, be of good cheer, folks. He said, it shall be as... Now, the things didn't change immediately, but Paul could not be disturbed. He had the peace of God that passeth all understanding because he was standing on that rock. And it's not difficult. The problem is we don't go to God in prayer to ask him. That's why Paul said, one th David said, one thing I've desired is to be in your temple to inquire of you concerning anything. Which means if there's anything I inquire about you and you show me what is going to happen before it happens and I get on a rock. And all things work together for my good. You show me how that thing will produce good in my life. Everything that happens on the earth happens for my own advancement. You will open it up, all right, and show me how I am going to have total victory in this particular situation. And I'm on that rock there, stable, higher than every other thing around. My thoughts are free, all right, from, from, from anxiety, stress, and torture. I'm free. I can speak boldly because of what I am saying now. And I know, all right, that things are going to come out the way. So let's practice what the ants do. Let's practice what the cone is too. You see anything, practice situation and awareness. There's any change in body language around you. There's anything, just quickly go to God and say, God, look, what is going on here? I need some assurance from you concerning what's happening. And God reveals to you certain things and you stay on that particular rock. And if he says this is what's going to happen, then you start making adjustments for that particular thing. And you know you're on the rock there. It happens in the natural. After you've seen it in the spiritual realm there, then things begin to move on in your life and you make satisfactory progress in life. So let's not be presumptions of things. Let's understand that we have our desire. But what you think you desire when you pray, you take it to God in prayer and then let God speak to you concerning those things and shift you to that rock that is higher than ever. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your words. Uh, by the power of your spirit, I ask that you open up this truth further in our consciousness. Let it take deep root within us and bring forth fruit in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818 600 0082. God bless you.